Well, this is interesting. Uh, I was sharing with the guest pastor in my study that I'm trying to see the Fifth Sundays do something different traditionally. And a lot of Baptist churches, uh, people look at Fifth Sunday as a Sunday to, well, let me say they're off Sunday. And uh, I want Sunday to be recognized as a, a, a regular Sunday, another good Sunday. Amen. I said something this morning that I think can provide a way for us into this introduction. I recall in the Bible a situation where, okay, okay, okay. everybody let's cooperate with the ushers, please, let's cooperate with the ushers. I said a situation where in the Bible, Paul had a vision. In that vision, he received an invitation to come over unto Macedonia. The folk there needed some help. Today is different because Interestingly, we have two pastors, and both of them pastors of a church called Macedonia. It wasn't planned, it, it just happened that way. The, the, the preacher who preached over at our North Campus, he's the pastor of the Macedonia Baptist Church in Vallejo preacher's going to preach here at the South Campus. He's the pastor of the Master Macedonia Baptist Church in San Francisco. <laughs> in the Bible, Paul was asked to go to Macedonia to help. We're blessed today to have pastors of Macedonia to be with us. <laughs> The young man that's going to preach, um, I have known him practic practically all of his life. Not that I'm a whole lot older, but I've known him. I've uh, been like a big brother to him. His, his grandfather was probably one of the greatest deacons. When I think of great deacons, I think of people like his grandfather, Deacon Cave, all them kind of deacons. Um, his grandfather, the late Deacon Neal, was an awesome deacon in San Francisco. He was a, a mentor for me as a young preacher. And when this young man began preaching, um, I, I just always felt the need to embrace him. If nothing else, um, my love and my loyalty to his grandfather. And I say things to him as his big brother that I know his grandfather would want me to say to him. Uh, He's very feisty. Sometimes he can be a little headstrong with me, but um, he will humble himself and listen. I appreciate him. I asked him if he'd come today and preach. He's, he has a unique relationship in that um, he are married to two sisters. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm 
that's, that's a unique situation there, yes. Good brother, he loves the Lord. And I've invited him to come and I've asked him to preach and give it all that he has. Please receive the pastor of the Macedonian Baptist Church in San Francisco, Pastor Emmett Neal. Eternal God, our gracious and most loving Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come with bowed heads and humble hearts. And Lord, we come with our spirits lifted up to Thee. Thank you for last night's laying down, Lord, and then allowing us to be on your wake-up list one more time. The old folk would say you didn't have to do it, but you did. And we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for looking beyond all of our faults, not overlooking them because you know what they are. But we thank you for seeing each and every one of our needs. And Lord, we ask that you search and research our hearts, Lord, and if you find anything that should not be, we ask that you take it out, that you cast it in the sea of forgetfulness, that it would no more rise against us nor condemn us in the days to come. We want to say thank you. Thank you for this awesome opportunity to proclaim your word. To the end that somebody's life be strengthened, somebody's spirit be lifted, somebody's soul be saved. It's in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus that we pray and we ask it all. And we say amen. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to the angel of this house who is definitely um, an integral part of my life to the very fine pastor of this, the St. John Baptist Church in the great city of Richmond, California, Dr. Kevin B. Hall. Would you give him a hand clap of praise? Come on, you could do better than that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. As he said, um, he is definitely an uh, integral part of my life. I, I, I've been knowing him since uh, I was seven years old, and I'm 47 now. <laughs> so that gives you uh, a tidbit of um, an understanding of what he means to me. And I could be here all day to talk about how much he means to me. But I'm going to um, 
forego the preliminaries and the commentaries and get to this particular moment so as to engage you concerning my assignment to preach the gospel. I'm here to preach. Amen. Amen. No, not the preliminaries and the commentaries. Um, if pastor allows me, I'll introduce who came with me and all of that. But right now, I want us to go into the word. I want us to go into the word. He asked me to come preach. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit up, stand up, speak up, and then shut up. Amen. Amen. Because two things that, that, that I cannot do today, I can't tell it all. And I will not try to make you glad twice. Y'all get that when you get home. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Look with me in the word of God. Um, book of St. Luke. Chapter 13. St. Luke chapter 13. And I would to God if everybody who has legs that can stand, we ask that you would stand out of obedience to God. What an honor to stand before God's people. Luke chapter 13, be, and I'm going to begin at verse 6, and then I'm going to commence at verse 9. Verse 6 of chapter 13 of St. Luke says, He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Verse 7 says, Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Verse 8 says, And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that, Thou shalt cut it down. I want to talk from this subject this morning. I want to talk about we still have time to turn it around. We still have time to turn it around. My brothers and sisters, this morning, if we are honest with ourselves, we must readily admit that we are 
blessed and fortunate to be on the Lord's wake-up list one more time. Realizing, my brothers and sisters, many didn't make it, but we did. And hopefully and prayerfully, we are grateful that we did. My brothers and sisters, we are the fortunate ones. We're still here. God has given us some more time to turn it around. God has given us more time, my brothers and sisters, to make the best of every situation. God really has given us not a second chance because many of us ran out of that second chance a long time ago. God, my brothers and sisters, has given us another chance. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16 says, See then that ye walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. There are some evil days. Help me, somebody. There are some dark days. There are some disappointing days. <clears throat> there are some, some, some times where we don't even feel like getting up out of the bed. But we are encouraged to walk circumspectly. That means for us to be careful how we live. Don't live like a fool. Do I have a witness? But like those who are wise, making the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Now, one good thing I, 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 I've learned through uh, the process of living that, that it's good to have experience and it's good to have knowledge. But if you don't have wisdom, you don't know how to balance it. Do I have a witness? You got to learn how to balance the two. You got experience. You got knowledge. But you need wisdom. To make it through. Do I have a witness today? Now, my brothers and sisters, today, what is the good thing about having uh, more time is that the time is borrowed time. The time is not your time. But the time belongs to God. Isn't that wonderful? And, 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 and we're supposed to make good use of the time that he has given us. Why? Because Jesus made, made good use of the time that he had to do some things that could help us when we are doing the things that we need to do with the time that he has given us. The finished work that Christ performed 
and demonstrated on Calvary made a difference in our lives, not simply made a difference, but Christ made the difference. Do I have a witness here? What Christ did for us absolutely cannot be minimized. What Christ did for us cannot be disregarded. What Christ did for us cannot be ignored. What Christ did for us requires a response. Do I have a witness? That's why I just want to tell you here at 662 South 52nd Street here in Richmond, all of us have a because ministry. We have a ministry because God has been good, because God has been kind, because God has been merciful, because God has been understanding, because God has been gracious. You and I have a ministry because, matter of fact, because he lives I just wish I had a few folk up in here that understands what I'm about to say to you. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all of my fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. Because I know who holds my hand. I can walk upright. What my head held high. Knowing what God can't do, it just can't be done. And knowing that what he can do can help me in my life, can help me along the way, can encourage me. Oh, I feel it today. When I'm discouraged, can, can, can wipe tears from my eyes when I'm sad. Now, I want to let you know this, this morning that... We still have time to turn around because, number one, we are God's property. I, 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 I love that fact. I love that fact because, because 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20 says, Don't you realize, New Living Translation, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. We are God's property. That's why if you notice in verse 6, he said he spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard vineyard uh, uh, lets us and gives us a view, amen, that there were a lot of trees in that vineyard. But he focused on a certain tree that belonged to him. Do I have a witness in here? I just want to just, just park parenthetically to let you know that we are all, we all belong to God. And although God will focus on you, or God will focus on you, he still controls all. Do I have a witness in here? He owned the vineyard, 
And he planted a fig tree in his vineyard because he could. God, amen, put some things in you because he knew what you could do. Do I have a witness in here? He would never give you the abilities that he has given you if he didn't think that you couldn't use those abilities to give him the glory in everything that you do. Do I have a witness? If he didn't give it to you, he wouldn't expect you to use what you don't have. Do I have a witness in here? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged today to understand that many of us are giving out things that we really don't have. We give out love and many of us ain't got no love in the tank. We, we want to give out peace, but we don't have no peace in the tank. We want to give out forgiveness, but there's no forgiveness in the tank. That's why we said, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, give me what it is that I need so I can do what it is you want me to do. I can do all things through Christ. Help me somebody who gives me the strength. As long as Christ gives me the strength, I can do what it is that he wants me to do. Whatever it is God wants me to do, he will give me what I need so I can accomplish what he wants. See, some of y'all, I missed you right there. Whatever God wants me to do, I'm a firm believer he'll give me the tools so I can do what it is that he wants me to do because my God, shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can do it because he gave it to me. I even know I'm saved by grace. It's that not of yourselves, but it's a gift from God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Do I have a witness in here? We're God's property. And let me tell you something. Because we belong to God, God could come in at any time, in any way, and ask us anything. That's why if you're smart enough, you'll, 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 you'll say, speak, Lord, thy, thy servant hear it. Because you want God to speak. I know, I know the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth so we can speak twice as much or hear twice as much as we speak. Do I, do, do, do I have a witness? But, but God wants us to hear from him. Do I have a witness? He, he, he came in verse 6 of chapter 13, St. Luke. He came, amen, often looking for fruit from the tree that he planted. Can I stop parenthetically to help somebody? <laughs> we got to understand something about God. When God, amen, made us, 
Amen. One thing that we got to recognize something about God is that he makes no mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. God made us. He knows all about us. And he will give us everything that we need. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> what I wanted to tell you is, is that God has his reputation on the line concerning your life. I just, I just, we, that, that's why I don't understand why some of us, we want to take all of the responsibility, take all of the burden. That's why many of us, we got, we got so much anxiety going on. We stressed out. Because we're trying to do it all by ourselves. But I, would, but, 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 but I heard back in the days to take your burdens. I wish, come on, come on here. To the Lord and leave them there. God's reputation is on the line concerning your life. He's, he's got his reputation on the line concerning your behavior. He's got his reputation on the line concerning your character. He got his reputation on the line concerning your conduct. And so, my brothers and sisters, you got to watch everything that you say, everything that you do, because if God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you, if God be for you, that's why we got to understand. Yes, we are running the race, but when we got God, we put a G in front of the R, and we're not just running the race, but we're running the race with God's grace. So when we run, we got amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Save the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found blind. But now I see. That's why when I run this race, I know I got grace. I got his goodness, I got his kindness, and I got his mercy. I'm not just running the race, but I got God with me. That gives me grace. Do I have a witness today? Ah, oh, we are saved by grace. And salvation, amen, is not a reward for the good things we've done. No, so none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece because he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us a long time ago. That's why, that's why, my brothers and sisters, that I want to encourage you today to let you know that you still have time to turn it around because God wants to give you a spirit of expectation. God is going to do some things in your life to blow your mind. But you got to expect it to happen. The old folk would say, I don't know when. I don't know how. Come on and go with me, St. John. But I know who. See, I'm expecting God to move, but I'm depending on God to let me know when. 
See, some of you missed your shout right there because you've been waiting for God to bless you. And because he has not blessed you in the way that you want him to bless you, you want to take a side door out on God. But God is saying, just wait on it because you are not in control of when you are just in control of knowing who. Do I have a witness? Because all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. You still have time to turn it around because we are God's property. But we are also, we got time to turn it around because we have a period of grace. Now God... Now this 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 owner of this of this vineyard when he came and sought fruit from that tree when he when he found none he said to the dresser of his vineyard behold these 3 years I've come seeking fruit on the tree but I I found none he got disappointed And because he got disappointed, he got angry. And he said to the vine dresser, I'm fed up. Cut it down. Why cumber it? Why allow it to stay around when it ain't doing anything? Amen. Amen. But thank God for a period of grace. Because if it had not been for grace, many of us would not be here this morning. All of us at some point in our lives have been recipients, recipients of God's grace. Do I have a witness today? One good thing about God today is that He gives us some time to work on our situation. Do I have a witness here today? He said, he said, Lord, let it alone this year. Now, 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 one of the things that that I see here in verse 8, he said, let it alone this year also lets me know, Dr. Hall, that uh, there was a previous conversation. You see, when he said, let it alone, this year also, they must have had a conversation the previous year. (laughs) Matter of fact, they may have had a conversation a years after, before that. Can I, can, I, can I say some things to you to, without, without insulting you? There are some conversations that are going on behind the scenes that you don't know nothing about. God, God got you in some conversations with people who, amen, amen, some people are devising some things against you. Uh, uh, some people, and I don't want to appear to be negative because I, 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 I don't want to bring that kind of spirit, but, but there are some people who, whether you 
want to believe it or not, applauding your, planning your downfall. But somewhere in those conversations, there's somebody or there is a spirit that's saying, leave them alone. That there's a spirit that's saying, leave her alone. Yes, we messed up. Yes, there's some things we're not proud of. But God is still giving us another chance because guess what? The things that we have done should not define us. The things that we have done should refine us. Do I have a witness? Let me just whoop, rewind that thing. The things and the mistakes that we've made should not define us. Rather, it should refine us. The mistakes has put us in the fire. The mistakes has put us in bad relationships. Some mistakes have put us in some bad positions. But thank God, coming through that fire, it only is meant to make us better. Do I have a witness in this place? Am I reaching somebody in here? Don't let your mistakes define you. Let your mistakes and your mess ups and your miss ups refine you and make you not bitter but make you better I thank God that he allowed me to rebound when I missed the shot so that means be careful how you react to where God plants you See, somebody, somebody right now is upset because you think that you should be in another place other than where God has you. Let God bless you where you are. Do I have a witness in here? I don't care if you don't have no money in your pocket, you're still blessed. You may not know the important people, but as long as you know the important person knows you, you are blessed. Don't get sidetracked by popularity because all popularity will do is pop your head. You stay focused. You stay humble. You stay spiritual. You stay connected. You stay committed. Stay with God. And God will not only plant you, he will empower you. Do I have a witness? One good thing about God, when he plants you, he plants you, amen, so you can bear fruit. So you can produce fruit. You know what Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 says. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. He expects for you to produce fruit. But he also expects for you to perform good works. Do I have a witness? Producing fruit means to love your enemies. Do I have a witness? Producing fruit means to bless them that curse you. To 
to, to produce fruit is to pray for them which despitefully use you to produce fruit that is to pray for them who persecute you that allows you to produce what it is that God wants you to produce we got to we got to learn how to serve by love because we're under a period of grace. <laughs> Woo! And I just get excited when I know I'm God's property and I know he got me around his parameters. That makes me excited because during the period of grace, I know he's with me and I know he's helping me and I know he's encouraging me. Even when I don't feel it, it ain't based on how I feel. My relationship with God is not based on how I feel. Because if my relationship, who I just wish I had somebody to help me. If it was based on how I feel, I may not be here this morning. But my relationship with God is not based on how I feel. It's not based on what I see because I see a whole lot of things that could get me discouraged and depressed. But my relationship is based on what I know. I know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. My relationship with God is based on what I know. Somebody said in the Koji church, what you know about Jesus, he's all right. <laughs> what you know about Jesus, he's all right. And he's my friend. Do I have a witness today? That's why producing fruit during this period of grace is so important. That's why we got to do what 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says. Amen. Rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. During this period of grace, and I'm almost done, we got to, we got to do something. James said, my brethren, my brethren, count it all joy. When ye fall into divers' temptation. My brothers and sisters today, I want you to realize to, uh, today is that God not only is, uh, we are his property and we have a period of grace, but we also have guaranteed provision. He said, he said, he said to the vine, to the owner in verse eight, he answered and said, Lord, let it alone this year also. Till I shall dig about it and dung it. It basically means I, I need to do some things with it. God is trying to do some things with us. Sometimes he, he got to dig around us to isolate us so he can get us to understand that there are levels to this. I wish I had somebody here today. Sometimes isolation is a good thing. So God can do his thing. I just wish I had somebody up in here. Isolation is a good thing because God can do his thing. And matter of fact, it ain't always pretty. 
because if you if you know what about what dung is dung is fertilizer and 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 fertilizer comes from some of the uh, <laughs> dirty and nasty things that comes out of a thing now my brothers and sisters I just want to let you know there are some things that God will take us through and allow us to experience so that when we come th- when we come through them we will be a better person sometimes God's got to break you to make you Sometimes God got to sift you, to build you. Somebody need to come with me here. Somebody right here today, knowing that you're going through some hard struggle. You're going through some some struggles that you never thought that you would be encountering. But I want to let you know, your struggles will not be all ways. Your struggles will give you strength. Your struggles will give you hope. Your struggles will build your faith. Your struggles will give you what you need so you can help somebody along the way who's going to go through some of the same things that you are going through now. My brothers and sisters, count it all joy. Count it all joy. I want to let you know today that The joy of the Lord is my strength. And all we got to do is trust God along the way. Do I have a witness today? God has given us a little more time to turn it around. Do I have a witness today? And you know, turning it around requires a lot of faith. Do I have a witness today? And we got to remember that if God gives us another chance, he's still not going to force it on us. But our blessing is that he will make everything All right. I got to let you know something here. Is that uh, the Lord is still blessing. As a matter of fact, he is still in the blessing business. Do I have a witness in here? And you still have some more time to get your relationship right with the Lord. Do I have a witness today? And I'm pausing here because I thought about where I was yesterday and where I am today. I've come to realize that it was not my goodness it had not been because I've been so righteous 
but I just understood that God planted me in his vineyard and he gave me everything I need so I can grow in grace and in the admonition of his power. Do I have a witness? I'm gonna close him by letting you know that what God can do, it just can't be done. And I wanna encourage you that God has given you some more time because he still got some more work for you to do. Do I have a witness? God has said, I'm going to let it alone. These three years, I've been expecting fruit. I've been expecting faithfulness. I've been expecting dedication, but I haven't found it. And I really want to cut my losses, but I stopped by to tell you, Jesus stepped on in and he said to his father, though they have not been doing what they need to be doing, Give it another chance. And let me tell you something. You got Jesus advocating for you. You got Jesus advocating for you. Because he got more work for you to do. I want to tell you. Cheer up my brother, cheer up my sister, live in the sunshine, we'll understand it better, by and by, do I have a witness, I don't know where life is taking you, I don't know the race that you're running but I just want to let you know if you got God running the race with you I want to let you know you got grace and mercy you got lieutenant goodness and captain mercy that's gonna follow you all the days of your life I want to let you know don't ever give up on God because God has never given up on you and I want to tell somebody you ought to let somebody know I got knocked down but I didn't get knocked out because the Lord picked me up 
turn me around place my feet on a solid ground and now I can tell somebody because he lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all of my fear is gone because I know who holds my future because I know who holds my hand wanna tell somebody if you don't know Jesus try Jesus he's alright try him in the morning try him in the noonday try him in the midnight hours and when you try him you'll find out that he's alright don't know about you I've been up and I've been down my head has been leveled to the ground but through it all through it all through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God will you say yes will you say yes will you say yes yeah yeah ain't he all right ain't he all right ain't he ain't he ain't he ain't he He talks with me. He tells me that I'm his own. And the joy, 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 and the joy that we share as we tarry there. No other, no other, no other. No other. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus? Have you tried him? Have you tried him? Have you tried him? Ain't he all right? 